Dig a Bit, a podcast for women who want to dig into the meat of God's Word for a bit. We are glad you have taken a few minutes out of your day to listen. Our host is Cindy Colley from thecolleyhouse.org. Now grab your Bible and let's dig in. Hi there. We're finishing up month six of our study. We're talking about the persecuted. I think we talk about that this month and next as we're comparing David and Christ in our study of the crown. And as usual for me, when I come to the end of the month of study, I have about 16 gigabits that I really would like to do because the more I study, the more I stumble over the beautiful truths that are in God's Word. And so at the first of the month, I kind of struggle and think, okay, what will I talk about? And then by the time I get to the end of the month, there's so many things that I want to talk about have one gigabit left, and that's the one that we're doing right now. And so we're going to talk a little bit about Matthew 12. If you're looking at your book, that would be okay, number three. Matthew 12, and this is the instance in which Jesus was accused of breaking the Sabbath because his apostles were picking grain in the grain field and just putting it right in their mouths. And sometimes when we are looking at this, we kind of just assume that the charge against Jesus' disciples by the Pharisees was a valid charge, that they were working on the Sabbath. But when you look at that, they were picking and eating a few heads of grain from a neighbor's field. And they were doing that, which was perfectly legal to do. Deuteronomy chapter 23, if you want to be turning there. Deuteronomy chapter 23, verse 25. And it says, When you come into the standing corn of your neighbor, then you may pluck the ears with your hand, but you shall not move a sickle unto thy neighbor's standing corn. This were laws about the Sabbath day. You could pluck it with your hand, but you couldn't get out a sickle and start harvesting the grain. And here these Pharisees were totally ignoring what really was the law, and accusing Jesus of breaking the Sabbath. If he had been working, if his disciples had been working, if they had gotten out the machinery and started harvesting the corn, but they were just strictly picking for the purpose of eating immediately, an action that was in complete harmony with Mosaic law. And if I think about... um Wayne Jackson said the equivalent of that would be taking down a box of cereal on the pantry shelf, pouring it in a bowl, and getting milk from the refrigerator and pouring in the cereal and and eating it. That's not working. That's not lighting a fire. That's That's not breaking. If we were under the Sabbath, that wouldn't be breaking the Sabbath. The Pharisees were charging that the disciples were doing something that wasn't legal to do on the Sabbath day. And it simply was ignoring Deuteronomy chapter 23 and verse 25. Then Jesus went on to counter their accusation with powerful logic. He, um, he made his case. And then after that, he identified their hearts as being hypocritical. So he really sewed this up. First of all, he countered their accusation logically. He explained that this wasn't a breaking of the Sabbath, and then he examined their hearts. And 
for all practical purposes before he even examined their hearts. The matter was settled because of Deuteronomy 23 verse 25. He had not broken the Sabbath. But then he went on and explained how that their zeal for law-keeping was hypocritical and that they didn't have the obedience that went along with their criticism of disobedience. They had critical hearts, and they were more concerned with trying to um, hunt, to nitpick, to find um, error in people than they were about honestly, genuinely making application of God's of God's laws that were made for, obviously, for our own benefit. The true motive behind commandments, as we've often said, is the good of God's people. It is the best life is the Christian life because we have the good of God's commandments, the, of his directives. We have all the benefits of keeping those directives. And so the best life is the Christian life. When God says do something, he's saying help yourself to happiness. And when he says don't do something, he's saying avoid catastrophe, avoid disaster. He is good to us that way. And all of his commandments are good for us. And so in this attitude that the Pharisees had, they were trying their best to blast people for not keeping a commandment when they weren't doing what was best for themselves. They weren't keeping those commandments themselves. And Christ went on to not only logically dismantle their argument against his disciples, but then he went on to talk about their hearts. Let's just look at that as we finish up this month's Stick of Bits. Let's just look at that really quickly in Matthew 12, and then this Stick of Bit will be yours. I just wanted you to notice this primarily because we live in a world that would like to say that Jesus broke the law. And there are other instances where that was said about Jesus when he healed somebody on the Sabbath day, when a man took up his mat to walk after Jesus healed him. And those Pharisees were really ready to jump on Jesus. And because Jesus dismantled the Pharisees, because he objected to their hypocrisy, many in our world today would like to say, see, commandment keeping is not nearly so important as loving. But the Bible says, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. They are not mutually exclusive. We love and we keep commandments because his commandments are for our benefit. They are because he loved us. And so the combination that is pleasing to God is loving the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, strength, our mind. And because we love him, we keep his commandments. So if we look at Matthew 12 and we read about this instance where they are um, talking about the apostles picking the corn Jesus went on the Sabbath day, verse 1, through the corn, and his disciples were hungry, and they started to pluck the ears of corn and to eat them. 
But when the Pharisees saw it, they said, Behold, your disciples do that which is not lawful to do on the Sabbath day. They weren't reading Deuteronomy chapter 23. But he said to them, Have you not read what David did when he was hungry? And they that were with him, how he entered into the house of God and ate the showbread, which was not lawful for him to eat, neither for them which were with him, but only for the priests. So he picks out somebody that they completely revere and knocks them off their feet by talking about how David ate the showbread. And then he says, Or have you not read in the law how that on the Sabbath days the priests in the temple profane the Sabbath and are blameless? They're guiltless because they weren't really profaning the Sabbath, were they? Jesus kind of said that sarcastically. The priest had to do the priestly work um, on the Sabbath day. Sometimes. Um, he went ahead in one of the other instances and talked about how that babies were circumcised on the eighth day. Even if that eighth day fell on a Saturday. That procedure that was about... Uh, the medical benefit of the child happened on the Sabbath day, even if the eighth day of circumcision was a Sabbath day. He says, but I say to you that in this place is one greater than the temple. If you had known what this means, I will have mercy and not sacrifice. You would not have condemned the guiltless. This is a metonymy, which means um, it's it's talking about um, how that God's God wants both. He wants mercy and sacrifice. Just because he said, I will have mercy and not sacrifice here, didn't mean that he didn't expect the people of the old law to sacrifice to him. But what he did mean here that is that showing mercy, having the right heart, even eclipses doing the right thing. I'm supposed to do the right thing with the right heart. For the Son of Man is Lord, even of the Sabbath. And when he was departed thence, he went into the synagogue. And then he's going to get into trouble here for um, healing someone on the, on the Sabbath. Verse 10, there was a man which had his hand withered, and they asked him, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath days? So that they might accuse him. And he said, What man shall there be among you that shall have one sheep? And if it fall into a pit on the Sabbath day, he will not lay hold on it and lift it out. Check out Deuteronomy 22, verse 4, Exodus 23, verse 4. How much then is a man better or of more value than a sheep? Wherefore, it's lawful to do well on the Sabbath days. You're not going to walk by someone who's wounded or someone whose animal is in a ditch and ignore the dire need of mankind on the Sabbath day? But then the Pharisees went out and held a council against him, how they might destroy him. Jesus used logic. He said, if, if it is right to take a sheep that's fallen into a pit out on the Sabbath day to save its life, then it is right for me to heal a man on the Sabbath day. Point number two, it is right to take a sheep out of the ditch on the Sabbath day. Conclusion, then it is right for me to heal someone on the Sabbath day. Jesus answered these Pharisees with logic every single time. People today would like to take what Jesus said and say, See, commandment keeping isn't very important. Love is what's important. That is not the point. That is not the point that Jesus ever made in defending 
his apostles as they went through the field or in defending his healing of the man with the withered hand. That is not the point that he was making. He never made the point that it's okay for us to not worry so much about commandment keeping and just worry about love. Jesus was saying here, let's look back at what the commandment really said. Let's use logic and apply it to the matter at hand, the accusation that you're making. And then let's examine our hearts and be sure that we are not hypocritically accusing others while we are not keeping the commandments ourselves. The commandments never were downplayed in this scenario of Sabbath keeping. The picture was that the commandments are important. Let's look back and see what Deuteronomy really said, what the Torah, what the law really said. Let's look back at that. And then let's do that. And let's do it unhypocritically, not trying to find the little speck that's in our brother eye, brother's eye while we have a mote in our own eye. Jesus used logic and he examined hearts because he was prophet, priest, and king. He was Lord of the Sabbath, but Jesus never broke the law. I hope you have a great day.